What is the very first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? If you're anything like me, you take that quick little walk to the coffee pot, pour yourself a steaming hot cup of coffee, and mix it with your favorite cream, or as my husband likes to call it, cream with a dash of coffee. I just don't know what it is, but that idea of snuggling up on the couch first thing in the morning for a few minutes with my hands wrapped around that warm cup is exactly what I need to get my day started right. But in today's episode, my guest, Tanessa Shears, is actually sharing with us how that one habit first thing in the morning can completely wreck the rest of your day. I was so intrigued by this topic, I had to share it with my listeners, and I'm so excited that you're here for this episode. As an entrepreneur, the number one asset you have in your business is you. It's you, your brain power, your creativity. And what I didn't know is that there is a science behind when you feed your body different things like caffeine and how it affects the rest of your day, including that afternoon slump and how you're sleeping at night. I had no idea that this one little cup of coffee was affecting my sleep at night. I'm a huge fan of the science behind what we do to our bodies and how it affects us long-term. Being the biggest asset in your business, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're actually affecting your business as well. CEO, you're listening to the Wedding Pro CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Gar, and my mission is to help you, the wedding industry entrepreneur, to build a profitable wedding business that you actually love. I've been a coach for over three years and have gotten to help more than a thousand wedding pros to grow their business and take back their time. I am so excited to be here with you this week, and if coffee is the very favorite thing that you drink every single morning, you're going to want to listen to the rest of this episode, so let's get right into it. Tanessa, I... I think I am so excited about this episode today because I think it's mostly for me. Like, I adore my listeners, and I'm so excited to get this information to them as well. But let's be super honest. Today is like, Brandy, get it together. Okay, we're going to biohack you. So I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I, I can I tell you that these type of interviews are my favorite when when the person when we're collaborating almost like this is what's actually interesting yes. to me because yes. I find your listeners are going to get so much value out of that because they're regular people just like you and me and so they're going to yeah. be thinking the same things and that's why I know this is going to be good. Yeah. I talk about this a lot on my stories. I have a really hard time breaking certain habits and I am terrible about working the second I wake up until I just can't anymore. I love working, right? And I have brain fog. I have all the things that we're going to talk about today, which I'm super excited about. I'm just like, how do you not do that, right? Like, what are some of the habits that we can do? I'm jumping ahead of myself. Before we get into all of it, could you tell us a little bit about you and like what it is that you do and how you got into it? Yeah, well, my name is Tanessa. I'm a mom. I've got a one and a three-year-old. So it keeps me very busy along with, you know, running a full-time business. And I work as a health consultant. So what I do is I use wearable tech. And specifically, we were talking about this earlier. I have a ring on. It's called an aura ring. And it tracks so many of my metrics. And what I do is I use this with my clients to help them make very tailored health decisions. And so we know exactly, oh, it's your deep sleep you're not getting enough of. No wonder you feel so groggy. Let's target that instead of doing all of these generic health habits. And the whole point of it is like, we created our businesses to have freedom and to have fun. And how many of us are feeling exhausted, foggy, tired, 
we all we have the energy for is TikTok, Instagram, and Netflix at the end of the day. Not that we don't like those, but like sometimes we want to have the energy to work out. And so my job is to come in and help entrepreneurs create sustainable energy and something that doesn't feel like it's another demanding task or mm-hmm. thing that is like, I don't have time for more on my plate. So that's my job. I come in and help you figure that out. Oh my gosh. You're you're literally speaking to my soul right now. And mainly because I do feel like that. I feel like a lot of times at the end of the day, I'm like, all I want to do is sit on the couch and like scroll Taylor Swift TikTok for, you know, an hour and be like, what's going on with her and Travis, right? I think all of us are kind of in that mode right now. But I I really do feel like working out, even if it's a walk, I know that makes me feel so great. When I do yoga, it makes me feel amazing. Like I feel powerful. I feel energetic but I don't do it. And it feels like another task on my plate. So I'm excited to kind of dig into that a little bit. And I think at least for me, and this is what I was literally telling my husband two days ago, is it's challenging because I love my work. And I don't know if you hear that a lot from your students or people that you're helping, but it's like, I I love my work so much that it doesn't feel exhausting to do that, but it does feel exhausting to try to be healthy or take care of myself. So tell us a little bit more about what you teach. Yeah. So the way I like to look at it is coming at it from a very holistic standpoint. And okay. keep in mind, I've had my business since 2014. So I've been doing this a long time. It's pivoted, <laughs> obviously, over the years. But I started as a personal trainer. And I used to very much think like exercise, that's what makes us feel our best. We should all do all the exercise, right? Nope, I'm out And on then that. naturally, <laughs> naturally as, as my entrepreneurial brain can't stop learning, I was like, ooh, I'm going to get a whole designation in nutrition, figure this out. And I was like, oh, that's the thing. And Mm -hmm. then it wasn't until early 2020 and I'm sitting at my computer with my breast friend pillow, you know, those like ones you strap on with my four week old baby on the pillow. And I'm trying to type out a newsletter and I was like, I have nothing. Where's my brain? Right. Oh, I have nothing. There's why is this taking so long? I love to write. And what I really put the put one and one together here was like, whoa, it's the sleep. This is the big thing that's disrupted. I bet if I'm experiencing it on this level, my clients who are entrepreneurs are probably experiencing this on a minor level, but they don't mm-hmm. even know it's affecting their performance. And so that's when I really got into the wearable tech and I was like, I'm going to biohack my sleep live on Instagram over three months and showing exactly how I felt when I improved different parts of my sleep. And then it was just a matter of time before people were like, okay, my sleep is messy. Help me out. And that's kind of how it's evolved into this health consulting practice where the whole purpose, let's eliminate brain fog. We knocked out that inflammation. It's usually coming from food, funky sleep, or just chronic stress that we're not addressing as entrepreneurs because we're so used to living in fight or flight. Ooh, okay. So can we talk about this brain fog thing for a minute? Because I will tell you the way I've described it to my husband or even to my girls, I'm like, I feel like there's cobwebs in my brain, which to be honest, actually makes me a little bit nervous because sometimes I'm like, is does that mean it's like early onset Alzheimer's? I don't even know what's happening, but like my brain is just, it feels foggy, really. So what are some of the things that we can look for to do to help prevent that? Yeah. Well, I think part of it is understanding what brain fog is. And I love what you said about the cobwebs. Here's another way to think about it. You know, like if you were to go for a run Mm -hmm. and then you went and you started running in sand, you can still do it, but it's really inefficient. That's what brain fog is to thinking. Thinking in sand. Does that make sense? Yes. Hearing you say that you sat down to write an email was like, yeah. Like the number of times I'll stare at my computer and I'm just like, there's nothing. 
There's nothing there. I don't even know why I'm sitting here at this point because there's nothing left to come out of me. Yeah. Well, and then if you think like if we expand on that just a little bit, like how many hours a day would you lose due to brain fog? Like how much quicker could you get stuff done if our brain was sharp and clear? And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs is because if we make that connection between our brain health and our energy and our productivity, that's where we can get some buy-in because as soon as we're like, wait a second, if it takes me four hours to get done what used to get six, you have two hours. That could be where you put your work out or mm. that new project you haven't gotten to, or some catch-up. <laughs> like there's, there's so many opportunities for that. But if we're going back to brain fog, we yeah. understanding where it's coming from, it's look looking at, are we getting high quality sleep? Not just sleep. Are we getting high quality sleep? Two, what's going on with our blood sugar? A lot of us, your blood sugar, and we're like, but I don't have diabetes. It's fine. We all okay. have blood sugar. And if it is all over the place, we get brain fog. The other one is like we said, if stress has gone unchecked, because that constant high level of cortisol can really wreak havoc on our body and cause a lot of inflammation. So we're like, okay, we don't want this brain fog. We've got to keep inflammation low. And here's where I like to start. Okay. I know that food is the fun thing. We all like to like, okay, well, what's the plan? What's the, yeah. What are we going to eat? Or like, what workout are we going to jump into? But here's the non-sexy, most effective way to do it. You start with your sleep. And here's why. It's free. And you're doing it anyways. So let's make it a little bit better, right? And then when we can start gaining back that time during the day, like, you know how we talked about like, well, what if if it took you four hours instead of six? What would you do with the two hours? That's where you start Mm. putting your workout. With that time you create because you're not taking so long to do everything, right? And that's where you start to get that buy-in of like, oh, I would so much rather have a productive, efficient day. Yeah then stay up late and watch three episodes of Netflix. Not that we rule that out completely, but it's about recognizing, okay, I don't want to, this is, this is actually detracting from my life now instead of something that just feels like it's just, you know, whatever. It's just TV. It's just Netflix. Mm-hmm. Sure. How's that affecting your brain? Mm-hmm. I'm literally running through my day as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, yeah, sleep would be the easiest thing to fix. Right. And it's so funny because I don't know if anybody listening can feel this or not, but it's like you go all day and all you think about is, I'm so excited to go to bed tonight. Like I'm just so tired. And then you get in bed and you're like, I mean, it's the only time I've had to myself all day because you've either been serving clients or serving your family most of the day. And so you're like, I deserve this time. And so you either get on TikTok or Netflix. And I mean, I'm I'm calling myself out, but I'm positive that there's some of our listeners that are thinking, yeah, I do that too. And I want to say, you will feel so much better tomorrow if you just go to sleep, you know? And I, I know better. I know better. But I don't. Yeah. This is actually really common, what you're saying. And I, I remember so clearly the very first client that I had this discussion with. I remember saying to her, I was like, why do you think you need so much of that me time? Because there's a difference between like, ah, I'm yes. getting in bed and ah, I'm getting in bed. And three hours later, I feel horrible. I'm now just like anxious and wound up and I know I'm not going to sleep good and I'm anxious about how I'm going to feel tomorrow because I stayed up to that that cycle, right? And I asked her, I was like, why do you you think you need so so much me time? And she's like, well, because I just want to feel like I had some downtime. I want to feel relaxed. And I was like, cool. What are you doing with your time? And she's like, well, I watched about five episodes of this show we're watching on Netflix. I was like, no judgment on Netflix. Did that make you feel relaxed? And she's like, no. No. So one of the things that I start to like to introduce at this point is what if 
what if we just started started inserting some things into that downtime that made you feel the way you want to feel? Not to cut out TikTok completely or to cut out TV completely, but like if it's not if, if the whole point of this downtime me time is to unwind and recharge, but what you're doing is not giving you that feeling, maybe there's some room to bring some other stuff in. So let's just say you really like to write or I love to read. And what if I just started splitting that time in half where I got my Netflix episode in and then I went and read for half an hour or I got my scrolling in and then I went and did a skincare routine because that's something Mm. that winds me down. You know what I mean? And start being like, how can we start adding in things that make you feel like, oh yeah, this is how I wanted to feel from this time. And you no longer need to spend three hours sitting there hoping relax is going to show up after the next episode because it's not here yet. I think that's that kind of spiral we get stuck in. I love that. You're hoping relax is going to set in. What's funny, I actually have a group of friends that are also entrepreneurs, other educators, and we do two retreats a year. And the very first time, you know how you know people, but you don't really know them until you like have a sleepover or like, you know what I mean? Like you're in their life. And I had mentioned that I listen to Shark Tank or a business podcast as I'm falling asleep. And one of my girlfriends was like, that seems like the opposite of helping you wind down your brain. And I was like, I know, but I love it. And she's like, I mean, I get it. But like, doesn't that just make you feel like you're still working? And I'm like, yes, but. (laughs) And so listening to you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm just hoping relax is going to show up. It's not going to show up by listening to Shark Tank when you're like, oh my gosh, they're, you know, pitching a $2 million deal. Why haven't I made $2 million yet? You know what I mean? Like, these are all the things. That's the same as the entrepreneur that's like, I'm reading the self-development book before bed, but they have their highlighter and all their stickies out and they're trying to tell me that's winding them down. Like, right. I've seen your ring data. That's <laughs> not winding you down, I promise you. As entrepreneurs, like we're going all day. We like to be human doings, yep. not human beings. We're going. Yep. And I like to think of it as like driving on the freeway, but sleep is the equivalent of parking your car in the driveway. And we think that we can get off the freeway and straight into the driveway and not crash yes. through the house. Yes. But there's a, there's a slowing down process that has to happen. You have to get off the on-ramp. You have to get on the uh, highway, get into your residential streets, slow down in front of your house, back into the driveway. Like there is a process. And it's funny that we just think our brains turn off like a yep. light switch, but they don't. And then we wonder... Why do I have struggle falling asleep? Why am I up at 4 a.m. reviewing my to-do list? Why do I feel cortisol-y? Why do I feel like I can't disengage? Why do I feel distracted with, when I'm with yeah. my kids, but I'm also on my phone checking my email? And did I get a message? Is there a fire? Like, do you feel that energy? Yes. We get stuck in that. And, and this might be working short term, but what I love to look at is like, let's go five years out. Yeah. Let's go 10 years out. What does your brain and your health look like at that point? Like after neglecting it for that long, I always think this, like we don't have a business without our health. Like we, if you've all been sick in the last year and you're just like sick, you're throwing up, you've got migraines, whatever it is, like the last thing you're thinking is like, I should check my Instagram DMs. <laughs> But it's interesting just because it's not happening now. We don't think about it. So we wait till our backs are up against a wall until something serious happens. But then what good was all this business you did if you're fighting cancer or diabetes Mm -hmm. or you have dementia? Like it's it's this really interesting thing that I just like to bring that focus to is like, is what we're doing now sustainable? And for Mm. some people it might be, but I just like to ask that question because for some of us, it's like, no, Mm -hmm. it's not. Oh, this is so good. And you're like, you're like I said, you're just like getting right to my soul because I am so 
deathly afraid of having dementia. And I talk about it all the time, which is silly. But I, what's interesting to me is that I've read studies on how you can almost exercise your brain, right? Like do these things you're talking about so that can it prevent it? Maybe not, but that it can at least help almost just like keep your brain healthy versus especially lack of sleep is such a challenge and can lead to, you know, earlier dementia. What I would love to know is like, how would we, how do we figure out what our sleep cycle is like and what's the ideal sleep cycle or what are we looking for to do? Yeah, so this is one of my favorite things. So I was like, how how are you sleeping? Because I always think like, I don't ask people how they're doing. I ask how they're okay. sleeping. That's when, isn't that more telling? So interesting. So interesting. So this is the interesting thing is I get this answer. It's fine. I'm fine, right? Like, of course, because like how, I mean, it's it's the equivalent of going shopping and never looking at your online bank account. Like you, you can't see <laughs> what's going on. You can just pretend it's fine, right? Mm, but so true. when you look at it, sometimes it's like, ah, so the first thing I always like to start illustrating is this, this concept called sleep opportunity. Okay. So we think, hey, I'm in bed by 11. My alarm clock's going off at six. Look at me. I got seven hours of sleep last night, right? That's but, me. I do that all the time. Okay. So this will be a perfect example. So <laughs> Keep in mind that I have looked at data from Aura Rings for entrepreneurs for years now, many, many of them. Okay. The average entrepreneur spends between an hour and an hour and a half awake every night. And it's think about this. It's when you turn your lights out, you don't turn off your brain. You have mm-hmm. to fall asleep. So on average, that can be between 15 minutes if you're pretty quick at it, or it can be up to 45 minutes if your brain is really active. Then there's the times your kids wake you up, your dog wakes you up, you wake up to pee, you wake up like sweating to death, like right. those all, and then at the time in the morning. So if you're in bed at 11 and waking up at six, you're like, I've got seven hours. Oh, but I'm not counting the hour and 20 that I was awake last night. Now it's five hours, 40 minutes. And your brain starts to do something called baseline resetting. You start to be like this level of cognitive impairment. This feels normal. I'm fine. And you don't actually recognize how much your thinking has slowed down, how much your energy has shifted, how much your decision-making, your mood control, your problem-solving, your clarity, all of these things start to be affected. Mm. And that's why, you know, when you get those really nice sleeps, maybe on the weekend you wake up and you're just like, I feel great. Yeah. That's because that was one night you gave your brain what it needed to work properly. And so I love to look at this concept of like, are we getting even enough sleep to begin with? Before we start looking at the nitty gritty of the details of deep sleep and dream sleep, are we getting enough sleep? Yeah. Okay. And is there is there a certain amount of sleep that you should get as an adult or an entrepreneur? Or is it does it really depend on like each person? Kind of I've heard, you know, people say, I'm good if I have four hours of sleep. And I'm like, there's no way that's true. But I mean, is it different for every person? I love when people say that four out of 100,000 people have the genetic mutation that'll allow them to thrive on six hours of sleep. Four in 100,000. That's ridiculous. So the chances of it being the majority of us is probably (laughs) not likely. So, I mean, if you just look for like guidelines, yeah, you're going to get the seven to nine hours of recommended sleep per night. I always like to set that seven hours of sleep as a minimum. But what I invite my clients to do, because everything, I, I like to think of it as an experiment. Meaning I'm not going to commit for life. I'm going to commit for a week. I'm going to see how I feel. If I like how I feel, I keep it. And if I don't, I try something else. And so I'm constantly layering in these things where we're like, that made a difference. 
either in the data or subjectively how I'm feeling. And so once we're getting that seven hours, I like to encourage, well, what if you got seven hours, 15 minutes? Do you feel better? And you find that point at which you don't feel a return anymore. And that's the sweet spot. For me, seven hours, 40 minutes, I don't notice much difference after. But if I'm floating in that seven range, I start to notice a difference. And so for it's it's literally testing, okay, I'm getting quality sleep. I'm feeling good. The data is supporting this. This feels good. I don't think I need more. But you can only know that through testing, right? Right. That's why I like data. We're entrepreneurs. Return on investment is a thing to us. Like if you run a Facebook ad, you better know what how much you're getting for what you're putting in. Like we wouldn't just run Facebook ads and be like, eyes closed, la, 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 la. We wouldn't do that because you're wasting your time. Well, this is the same with your health. Are you going to waste your time? I really want to know, is this worth my time? I don't have a lot of it. I want to do only the things that get me the best result. And I want to go hard on those because when life gets busy, I want to know what stays on the plate and what comes off the plate. What are the big ones that make my energy stay sustainable and which ones I can do without because I'm going to launch right now. Oh, that's so good. I love, I mean, talking data is like my love language. I love data. It's like, don't just throw noodles at me. I want to know the facts. So how would you suggest tracking your sleep? I know you like the aura ring, right? So the aura ring obviously is going to be the gold standard because it's measured up against um, like ECGs and EEGs, like all the different tests that you could do. It's validated against that. If you're like, okay, there's a lot of data on that. A Fitbit does actually a really good job. You can get a Fitbit Lux on Amazon for like 90 bucks. Um, okay. It's it's a good next step. It's not as accurate, but it'll give you the right answers. Um, for all the Apple watchers out there, they're not accurate at all. Really? Um, yeah. And I had someone come and see like, I got three minutes of awake time last night. I was like, no, it probably no. took you longer than that just to fall asleep. <laughs> so the data is not that accurate. It's a great activity okay. tracker. That's okay. what most of these things are, activity trackers. There's very few that are designed for rest and recovery, mm-hmm. which is what I think Aura does a beautiful job of, whereas Aura in the activity department, wah, wah, not so oh, great. Okay. The other thing you can do is if you were to track it and you're like, I'm not a tracker girl or guy or I don't do tracking, what you could consider doing is writing down your stats. When you went to bed, when you woke up, give yourself a rating of one to 10 in the morning and then start to look at that. Was I up last night? How many times was I up? And start really logging your activities and and taking on that role for yourself. Just like if you were to do it with an Excel spreadsheet in your business and you had to manually enter some stuff, yeah. just think of it like, it's like, what are the variables I'm measuring? What do I want to see as an outcome? How am I feeling? Because that's the most important part, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you being productive? And I'm obsessed with the way you compared it to a Facebook ad because it's like, okay, well, what do I need to put in to get out the maximum amount, right? When you run a Facebook ad and it's not working, yeah, what do you do? You, you start tweak. data testing. Yeah, you start like A-B testing. And, and you tweak one thing. Yes. You tweak the headline or the image or the headline in the image. Or yeah. you don't go like this, oh, this ad sucks, throw it out. I'm going to wait three weeks and then start completely again and then only run that for two weeks. And then that's going to suck. And instead of tweaking one thing, you see this? Yes. So it's, it's This is why entrepreneurs in biohacking, I feel like, are a marriage made in heaven because it's literally like, yeah. okay, this isn't working. What's one thing you can change? Is this sustainable? Interesting. It worked. Let's keep doing that. How yeah. can we iterate on that? Right? It's 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 literally ROI for your health. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's this is so good. This is so helpful. And I love that you said, you know, there's so many things that you can do, but let's really focus on your sleep. And so this has been super helpful because it's free, it's easy, it's simple to track. 
I do want to ask you, pre-show you were telling me something about coffee. And because I even have had my coffee here in the show, um, I am obsessed with coffee. I'm obsessed with getting up. And I talk about it all the time. I'm like, for literally my feet hit the floor. My husband has it pre-made always. And it's the first thing I do in the morning. Like I walk to the coffee machine and I get coffee. And then I sit down usually with my phone. So can you tell me a little bit about your hack or your thoughts around coffee first thing in the morning? Yeah, this was one. There are very few things in health that create a pretty instant result except for this. And I will say that. So I used to wake up and get coffee first thing in the morning. There's something about the hands on the mug, the sensation, the bitterness of it. It is a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And so that I think honestly is the hardest part to break until you experience the effect that I'm going to tell you about. So while we sleep, our brain clears out this chemical that is responsible for making us sleepy. When we wake up, we need a little bit longer to continue finish clearing it out. Now, the problem is when you have a cup of coffee, when you wake up, it blunts that clear out response. But what happens is you start getting that rise off the caffeine. So you're like, mm-hmm. I feel great. And then when the caffeine wears off, starts wearing off about six hours later, that sleepy chemical that you didn't clear out is still waiting there for you. Yes. And this results in that afternoon, like it's all of a sudden it hits you like a wave. And then what do we do? We have another cup of coffee because it's we got hit with the wave. Here, we, so. mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we have that another cup of coffee. <gasps> But this cup of coffee probably just happens to be in that weird sweet spot where it's starting to affect our sleep because it takes six hours for half of that coffee to clear out. So by the time we're heading to bed, we've still got like 40% of that caffeine in our system and caffeine directly blunts deep sleep. Deep sleep is responsible for physical restoration. You know, when you wake up and you feel just it's where you get your recovery from your workout. So if you are working out and you are not getting deep sleep, yeah. You're not getting nearly as much out of your workout, not as much gains, not as much recovery. And on top of that, linking it back to what we were talking about, the amount of deep sleep you get is directly related to your Alzheimer's risk. Wow. And specifically, if we are not getting enough deep sleep, we do not get to refresh our brain and clear mm-hmm. out the plaques that accumulated during the day. So that cup of coffee that you had in the afternoon is disrupting your deep sleep at night it's not allowing your brain to refresh, recharge, or your body. So you wake up the next day feeling even more groggy. So you reach for the cup of coffee. It's a yeah. cycle that we get. So by just delaying that first cup of coffee an hour and a half, two hours after we wake up, it allows that sleepy chemical called adenosine to clear out. And there are things we can do to speed that up. Okay. But by clearing it out, then we have our coffee. When the coffee wears off in the afternoon, we don't have that big in like influx of, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. It's one of the best ways to clear up an afternoon energy crash. Wow. That is that makes so much sense because it's that's exactly what I do. I get my coffee first thing in the morning, I drink it, you know, da, 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 then I go to work. And then in the afternoon, I almost always grab another cup or Coke or something, right? And it's just, yeah, it's a cycle. And I'm fully aware of my, of how fully aware of the problem. I just haven't, you know, decided to do something about it. But hearing you talk about it is so interesting. Again, it goes back to the data. It's like, this is how it's affecting you and what it's doing. And that can, you can almost then picture it and go, okay, well that I can fix that then that's easy. Um, But somebody just telling you don't have coffee in the morning is like, "Mm, I'm not listening to that. (laughs) 
you know, I love the why. Right. And, and think about this too. Like when I heard that first, I avoided it for like six months. I'm not even gonna lie in my, in what I do and health consulting. Like I was like, yeah, I'll try that one later. But when I eventually got around to it, because I'm always open and willing to try something because you never know. Right. And so this was one of those things that I was like, okay, I am committed to moving back my coffee 15 minutes after I wake up. Okay. And I got good at that. And then I was like, okay, 30 minutes after I wake up. Okay. And I got good at that. And good at that for me was like two weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's no rush to anything. We're so interesting as a species entrepreneurs. Everything's got to be fast and yes. now and results. But like, I love this idea of sustainability. We talked about that sustainable energy, sustainable mm-hmm. focus, sustainable health protocols. Yeah. And so if you are implementing, oh, I'm not going to have coffee for an hour and a half and I'm going to get nine hours of sleep and I'm going to do the food and I'm going to start this four day a week workout plan. Like it's not surprising that life is going to happen and we mm-hmm. didn't even account for that. Yep. So I like to think like, what is that one small change? Can I get ROI on that 15 minutes extra? And then yeah. we play with that and it stops, yeah. stops becoming this big dreaded task to do because it's one small thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Tanessa, I could literally, this episode could go on for hours and hours because I'm like, this is so helpful. I love the way that you explain it. I really do. And I think that, well, I don't think, I know our listeners are like, "Ah, yes, I have to try something because we all, exactly like Tanessa said, we just run. It's like you just, your feet hit the floor and you just go. And there's genuine truth in the fact that your business doesn't exist. If you don't, your business can't run well if you don't. And so I, I, I've said this before, but I'm going to try this. I'm going to try delaying my coffee. And for sure, the sleep thing. I, I need to figure out whether I'm going to do the aura ring. My mom has one. She's obsessed with it. She loves all the data from it. So that could be a really fun thing to try. But Tanessa, I know that you talk about all of these things in detail and lots of other things about biohacking for entrepreneurs specifically on your podcast. So can you tell everybody where they could listen to get more information? Yeah, my podcast is called Becoming Limitless. And I like to think of it as the the biohacking podcast for entrepreneurs because okay. I tie everything into how it affects your business because mm-hmm. that's that's what gets us going. It's like, ooh, yeah. well, this has more than just a base effect on my health. It affects my business. So for example, I did a whole episode on the science behind the coffee delay okay. and tie it into this is how it's going to show up in your business and this. And here are two ways you could implement it if you're nervous about jumping right to 90 minutes. So everything is broken down. Into action steps. And you're going to get what you need to know to implement it. You're not going to just get the the what it is and why it's important. You're getting the how. And I think that that's important because if I know if I can get you feeling better, then that's just going to create a whole bunch of happier entrepreneurs, right? Nobody wants to be tired. But yeah, that podcast is becoming limitless. Okay. And this is so good. I, You guys, go listen to Tanessa's podcast because, you know, here on this show, let's just take, for example, I'm constantly pushing and pushing you towards six figures, multiple six figures, like we're driving, we're in our business, right? But to be able to do that, you have to be a well-functioning human. And it, I love, Tanessa, you you hit the nail on the head when you're like, you want to get to an entrepreneur, tell them about how what they're doing affects their business. It's so true. <laughs> and so I know that our listeners are going to want to come over and listen to that. Where can they find you on Instagram, website, social media? Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at Tanessa Shears. I'm active on there all the time. If you have okay. questions, comments, I don't bite. Come say hi in the DMs. <laughs> I always like meeting everyone. It's so much fun. But beyond that, if you're like, okay, 
uh, sleep, uh, coffee, food. There's all the places to start. I have mm. just let's take a simple. I have a resource. It's called okay. 12 Ways to Biohack Your Energy. It's the 12 that I feel have the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And it's all about creating that morning energy and the productivity. And they're the 12 that I find have the have the most effect. And if you want to start there, it's at my website, tanessashears.com. There's a freebies tab on the top. You can okay. just click 12 ways to biohack your energy. And every hack is linked to a podcast episode should you really want to nerd out and dive in. So you don't what? just have to stop at the hack. You can get the why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so good. I'm going to go grab that immediately. And you guys, please do go say hi to Tanessa. And also, If you loved this episode and there's something in it that just kind of got in your soul like it did for me, and you're going to try one of these hacks, you're going to just do one little thing. Would you share about that on your Instagram story and tag us? Because I'm going to try it as well. So I'll make sure to share. And um, I just think this was so much fun. So Tanessa, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey there, Wedding Pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed pro to confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning question. When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do. And we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing. And if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. 
Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO, all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.